Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. All right. Hello and welcome to the hundredth episode of the Lisa Pizik show. I did not even tell my amazing guest that I have. I know you can't see her smiling <laughs> and beaming. This is actually my hundredth episode, and I'm so honored to have my friend Monique Petaway here with me. I met Monique, what was about two months ago, I believe it was, in good old Texas, when we went there for a conference, and we both spoke at, and when I heard her story, and I just saw her light, and her heart, and the way that she was just freely sharing herself with the audience, I instantly fell in love with her. And I was like, this is someone that I need to get on the podcast, but most importantly, someone I need to get to know. Because you know, when you just find those good people, you yeah. want to keep them close to you. And that's, that's Monique. So let me tell you a bit about her. She is known as the one that makes you think. She's an inspirational speaker, a certified professional development coach. We all need professional development in our life. And she's the author of her first book, Incarcerated But Free, How to Find Freedom from Your Mental prison. I cannot wait for you guys to hear her story. She just recently, in December, you were saying, Monique released her second book, an anthology entitled I Rise, Living Beyond the Bruises. And that's a number one bestseller on Amazon. All right. She's got her program, Unleash Your Great, no matter what you've been through. And she's on a mission to help women all over the world develop their inner power so they can live successful, prosperous lives while equipping them for the use of of God. Monique. Hey. What? I'm so glad you're <laughs> here. You didn't tell me I was the hundredth episode. I'm like jumping out of my seat. I'm like, what? Surprise. Wow. Awesome. Congratulations. Oh, tell I just want to like, I want to jump right into your story because I don't even want to say anything about it. I want you to tell it. Just tell the listeners like how you got into what you're doing and what's going on with that. So tell them, tell them all about that. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just going to start back from, I'll start back from the beginning where when I went to college. So, because that's where it all began. Um, I was basically raised in a, a great home and I mean, had great parents. They were educators, you know, they, they raised me and my goal was to go to school and become an educator as well, which is actually what I ended up doing. But when I left and went off to school, you know, my goal was to go into education. I was going to get, you know, a job. And then I said, well, then I'll get married. So I kind of had this plan. You know how we do? Mm -hmm. We have these plans and say, mm -hmm. this is this is what I'm going to do. This is A, this is B, this is C. When I get this done, then I'm going to do this. You know, you got those plans. Mm -hmm. And so 
that was my plan. And so when I graduated college, believe it or not, I got a degree in education. I was a double major in history and biology. And then immediately after I got hired at a school teaching eighth grade science, which I'm, I'm like, okay, God, things are really moving now because, you know, it's, it's progressing. And then at the same time, you know, I, I meet this guy and I get married and I'm like, oh yeah, things are really moving now. So I get married and um, we have a home. And so things are really going well for me at this particular time. And so I thought, you know, they were going great. But it was eight months into the marriage that I end up um, going on spring break for the holiday. You know, we always look for the, look mm-hmm. forward to going on spring break. And um, he didn't go on this break with us, but we, we went down to Disney World, you know, because he had kids. He had two kids and we went down. And I come back home and literally my whole world has been turned upside down. Um, so I come back home to find that on the news, um, they have him on the news along with another guy uh, saying that they had been wanted for murder. Literally, my world just imploded at that moment because I could not believe that that had just happened. You know, I, I get home and like I said, my, my, like my mother was calling me, people were calling me, my phone was blowing up and cell phones were absolutely new during that time. I didn't even have. Yeah. <laughs> you had it, you didn't really use it and nobody really had the number because nobody was calling you. So my mom was calling the house phone and she had been calling and so I get home and you know, the, my, just, my whole world just absolutely imploded. And so, Things really changed for me at that moment because the end result was he ends up getting a life without parole sentence. Um, They find him guilty. And so at that moment, I I literally didn't know what to do because the norm for me was, you know, having that family, you know, nothing had ever happened in my life to where I had ever experienced anything so traumatic. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. And I was really broken. I was, I was so broken and so hurt till I just literally just shut down. And when I say shut down, I'm talking like mentally, Mm. mentally to the point where you really shut out the entire world um, because you don't want to let anybody in at this point because they don't understand. Mm. And that's the most difficult part that people never uh, or really don't understand about having a loved one in prison is the the simple fact that when they go to prison, you go to prison with them. So the moment that judge said guilty in that courtroom and he walked out of that courtroom, I literally heard the doors clanging behind me Mm. because at that moment I went to prison. Mm. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is how difficult it is to operate on the outside with a loved one behind bars. Mm. Um, So for me, I lost a lot in that moment. And like I said, it had only been eight months, you know, newlywed, got a job. Now I don't have a job. I lose my job. I lose him to the system and I end up moving back home with my parents Mm. um, who were very supportive, you know, never said anything. You know, they say, whatever decision you make, we're going to support you. Uh, so they never, you know, never asked any questions. They just said, you know what, if you're going to support him, we, we're behind you 100% because he was he was sentenced for something that he didn't do. And so we were standing behind him. So it was really difficult. So when it comes to your mindset and the prison concept, which is what God has been teaching me all these years about how we lose ourselves and we go through all of these emotional bouts. It's, it's all in the mind. 
and how yeah. we perceive things. And we have to literally change our way of thinking in order to progress in our lives. Because if we stay in this prison mindset, you are always going to be in your own prison. You're always going to be in bondage and you're all, and you're never going to receive what God has for you. And it took some time for me to realize that because I stayed literally locked up mentally. That is for about three years. Wow. And when I say three years, literally when I moved back home, I ended up getting a job and I I went to work. Uh, I came home, I ate dinner and I went to my room and I literally cried myself to sleep every night because I was hurting so bad Mm -hmm. and nothing nobody could say or do could really comfort where I was. Mm -hmm. And it was only after, you know, I rededicated my life to Christ that things really started to change for me. And again, that's when God began to show me that I needed to cultivate. And, you know, that was my topic, cultivate Mm -hmm. that mind to realize that you have to change your way of thinking if you want to change where you are. Mm -hmm. And so I became a huge proponent on personal development, which is where I am now helping women overcome traumatic experiences because people don't understand that there are many emotions tied to a traumatic experience, whether you go through divorce, whether you go through a death in your family, whether you lose a loved one to the prison system, whether a child has, has a dad ripped away from them, all of the emotional bouts are the same. You're going to have those feelings of helplessness, hopelessness, uh, feelings of depression, feelings of anxiety feelings of being unloved. I mean, you're going to have all these emotions. And as a result of that, you've got to learn how to overcome those things and get through those bouts, which is what led to me writing the book, uh, Incarcerated But Free, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have any resources. I mean, there absolutely really weren't any resources out there and there was nobody I could talk to. And so God began to download in me. He said, I want you to create this resource because there are others out there who are going through what you're going through and they need a resource. Mm-hmm. And so what the book actually does is it takes them through all of the emotions that you will go through again, whether it be, you know, feelings of helplessness, hopelessness, anxiety, whatever you're going through, that book takes you through that and it walks you through a process on how to overcome those things and reprogram your way of thinking so that you can be, everything that God has designed you to be because he doesn't want you to stay in that prison, that mental prison. Mm, there's like so many things. I I know. <laughs> and oh I did, God. I tried to give the short version. Right. <laughs> it's like, cause it was so much in between and I'm like, okay, I, it's, it's just so much. Yeah. But it, but it is, it is. And that's, that's, you know, I think everyone can relate to that story because we've all had traumatic stuff that we haven't known how to navigate through. And you see so many people that do, they take on, I don't want to call it a burden, but like they just take on that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was your, you know, like, I just love that how you said when they go to prison, you go to prison with them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people think about it like that. You know, and it's like, we've all had that where we've either changed to appease somebody else. We've gone down a path that we shouldn't because someone told us we should or told us we had to. Something's happened to somebody we love and we take that on ourselves. and you lose, like what came out for me was that like, you lose that innate person of who you really are. And that's when I see you, I see that light 
that pulls that out in people. And that it's like that had to happen to you as awful as that was. Like yeah. you said, that was the gift from God. And if you don't believe in God, if you're listening to this, the spirit, whoever you believe in, that person that, that speaks to you and that person you speak to, whatever, whoever and whatever that is for you, for me, it's God as well. It's, they're saying, there's, this is not how I want you to stay. You can make change. And mm-hmm. it's you give people that light to go, all right, all right, this was given to me. And it's because this had to happen for me to now go down this path and help other people and be the light for other people and show other people that you can come back from the worst of the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. You can. And, cre- okay. and, and create that commonality of what I love is it like for me, it's like, let's talk about it. Like you said, you go through every emotion in that book. We're so afraid of our emotions. We're so afraid to tell people how we really think and how we really feel. Like you said, feeling of being unloved, feeling hopeless. You know, with social media nowadays, it's like all we see are the highlight reels of everybody living these perfect marriages and perfect lives and perfect everything. And it ain't true. We've all got (laughs) stuff. So what is the first thing? So someone has either been through something or maybe they're like in it. Maybe they're just even like currently in it and they've already thought in their head, like there's no hope for me. Mm-hmm. Like what would have happened? Like I was like, what would have happened if you were like, I am incarcerated too. Like there is no hope for me. If you would have stayed in that life of going home, eating your dinner, closing the door, crying yourself to sleep. Like what's one thing somebody can do to get out of that? or to start to pull themselves. Cause you know, you don't want to make it sound like, Oh, just one day you're like this. And then the next day you're like this, you know, it's like, I'm yeah. sure there was a long journey as you talk about in your book and the path that you went on, but what's like some of those first things they should do. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you asked that because I have a, a, a really simple technique that I teach when I, and I do do coaching for uh, helping individuals cope with having a loved one in prison. That's a separate coaching thing that that I do outside mm-hmm. of my personal development because I dealt with that that era in my life for about 10 years. So I stayed married for 10 years. I mean, now I'm divorced, but it became a part of my life, you know, because it was that was something I dealt with day in, day out. And I developed this little technique. So um, and I'm going to share this technique with you guys. And the first thing is, if you are in that situation, and this could apply to any anything or anyone who's dealing with something traumatic, the first step is to find a support system. Mm. That is the very first thing you have to do if you are dealing with something traumatic, because the first thing we want to do is we want to uh, draw back. We want to hide. We want to go to our little shelters. We want to go, like for me, I went to my room, you know, I went to my room, I cried, I went to sleep. I didn't want to be bothered. I want, you know, I became a recluse. I didn't want to because I, I didn't want to deal with people and their questions. You know, I didn't want to deal with people and, and then trying to figure out well, what happened and what did, did he do? You know, I didn't want to yeah. deal with all that. So I just went home, you know, and the only people I dealt with <laughs> were my, my parents, you yeah. know, wasn't in the family who I was really close to and an aunt who they just loved on me. You know, they supported me. So the first thing is to have a support system. I don't care who that support system is. You need to find a support system Mm -hmm. because that support system is going to give you that lifeline that you need. Mm 
If you don't have a lifeline, you might as well just hang it up. So your support system definitely is the first thing because a lot of times we'll feel like we can do it by ourselves. And that's the biggest mistake in the world is to try to do it by yourself. If God wanted you to do it by yourself, he wouldn't have put all these billions of people yep. on this earth. Yep. <laughs> if True. you were a loner, you would be here by yourself. So no, find a support system. And in that support system, you have to find people that you can trust because you will run into those people who don't really want to help you. They're just trying to find out stuff. You know what I mean? You really have to know who you can trust when it comes to a support system. And then sometimes you end up having to find out the hard way. Well, this person didn't have your best interest at heart. So being careful in who your support system is, but by all means, find a support system. Mm-hmm. The second thing is O, and this is a, a acronym that I use, S-O-U-L. The, the O stands for staying occupied. Mm-hmm. Find something to keep yourself occupied with your time, you know. And when I say occupied, we're now talking about this mind. Not allowing this mind to become so idle that all you do all day long is sit up and think about your issues, your drama, your upsets, your <laughs> letdowns. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to occupy your mind with great things. Occupy your mind with great inspiration. Occupy your mind with those things that are going to develop you and make you better. Whether you're reading an inspirational book, whether you're reading self-help books, you need to occupy your mind. So being occupied is step number two. Number three is give something your undivided attention. That's to you. Something, give it your undivided attention. You know, create, find something creative. Um, find something that you can do on the own, you know, for like recreation. You know, something to give your undivided attention to. Whether you love sewing, whether you do a happy, I'm a happy planner. I love my planner. I plan <laughs> weekly. You know, but giving something else your undivided attention and taking it off of yourself. Because when you focus on self, Again, you're gonna you're gonna mess up every time. You've got to put your undivided attention on other things, like you know, finding groups that you can help or some other other uh, avenues of of doing things to surround yourself that you can take your attention off of you, but putting it or putting your focus somewhere else. And then the L, which is uh, the L of, of of soul, is to love. You have to be willing to share your love. And share yourself with others because you cannot stay locked up. Mm. Um, one of the things that um, that I reference in my book, Incarcerated But Free, is how when a baby is born, a baby has to be connected to its mother because that mother is what's going to give that baby that nurturing. Mm. And if you take a baby away from its mother for a long period of time, that baby goes through what we call withdrawal. Mm-hmm. We are individuals who need nurturing. So you need love. Don't pull away from being loved by family and friends because you need that nurturing. It is what supports you. It gives you life. It gives you breath. It gives you everything that you need. So those are the things that an individual who is going through, again, whether it be death, whether it be loss of a loved one to the system and, you know, divorce, whatever it is, use that simple technique, soul, S-O-U-L, and you will be a whole lot farther in your life and in your journey if you just use that technique. Mm, I love that. It, it like, that's such a just like reset for me that it's like, you're right. Whether it's like this really traumatic life change that we all go through 
or maybe even like my entrepreneur listeners, it's like you launch a campaign and it bombs. You're talking about how great this thing's going to be and how successful you are and you're so excited or you're speaking at this big event and, that, and it bombs. And then you feel that shame of, oh crap, like you said, like you want to hide, you want to run away. Yeah. Like there's so, I, I, the reason why I want to have you on, like especially with this episode is because, you know, even back to your story, it's like everyone can relate to that too, where like it's all working out the way we planned it to work out. This is the way it has to be. And this, you know, it's like we think we got it made and then whoa, it's like, yeah. Life happens. Life just happened. Yeah. And it's going to happen. And it's going to, it happens to some of us more than others. But we're all going to come at a point in our life when life's going to happen. And what you're doing is you're empowering people with, again, it's like simple. That's what I love about it, too. It's like just simple tools. Yeah. Get a, get a support system and people you trust. Get occupied about something you're passionate about. Get your mind off your own dramas and worries. Think outside yourself. Give something that undivided attention. Go all in, whether it's recreation, a hobby, volunteering. Again, give something that undivided attention. And lastly, love. I bet that was hard for you, if I can ask you, like, personally. Like, that yeah. must have been hard to put yourself out there after that. Like, mm -hmm. after dealing. Like, I couldn't even imagine probably the range of emotions, um, mm -hmm. you know, about that. So, it's like, that would probably... People probably wouldn't want to put, you know, after people have been hurt or they go through yeah. a traumatic experience, that's the scariest thing to be vulnerable again. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. that's what you're doing. Yeah. 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 So the, the, the biggest thing about that, 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 it, that circumstance in my life during that time was, is the shame that was attached to it. And here's, that's what the enemy is really, really good at. He's really good about making us feel ashamed about things that we have done. But here's the kicker. I hadn't done anything wrong, mm -hmm. but there was still a shame attached to it. And because of that, he literally causes you to draw back from people or draw back. You remember? And, and I, can, I, I love referencing this story in the Bible. You know, when Adam and Eve, they were ashamed. They covered mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we want to do. We want to cover, you know, because we feel ashamed and we'll go hide and get away from it. So in doing that, when you come out and tell the story, there's no more shame. Yeah. So it took me to actually share the story to overcome the shame. Mm. Because what happens is the enemy can no longer hold that over your head. He can no longer keep you in bondage anymore because it's in, it's in the light. It's no longer in darkness. It has now been brought to the light. So for me, releasing that, and bringing it out of darkness into the light is when everything changed for me because he couldn't hold me back anymore. He couldn't keep me in bondage anymore. He, he couldn't keep my mind locked up and tell me, oh, you know what? You ought to be ashamed. It was your fault. You know, you know, the enemy just wanted to tell me all kinds of things. And it was not true. Mm. But when you release that thing and you let it go, that's when things begin to change for me. And I've been on fire every since. You can't <laughs> shut me I up. Know. I'm gonna tell the story. <laughs> I love it. So, how do my listeners, if they want this book or they want to connect more with you, how do they get it in their hot little hands? Tell them about that. 
Awesome. So yeah, my book, Incarcerated But Free, How to Find Freedom from Your Mental Prison, is on all of the retailers, Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes and Nobles, iUniverse, because they're the ones who published it. You can go to any of those outlets and get my book. If you just want to learn about me and what I do with speaking and coaching, you just go to MoniquePetaway.com. It's like so nice. Yeah, so it's there. You know, my podcast, you can get my newsletter, you can get um, um, I actually have um, a, a jumpstart guide that you can uh, get access to on my website if you want that. So definitely just go to the website. You can find out everything you want to know about me on there, MoniquePetaway.com. You can find me on Facebook as well. Um, so those are basically my main platforms. I do have Instagram and Twitter and all of those, but my main platforms are Facebook and my website. So mm. that's how you can get in touch with me. I love it. Listeners, Monique is somebody that you want in your corner. And I hope you fall in love with her the way I fell in love with her. We're talking about love. And you'll see, I know, I know you can now see why her story is so powerful. Her message is so needed. Pick up her book. Get connected with her on Facebook. Have this woman in your corner because what she talked about, bringing it into the light, that is what she does. That is what she's all about. And I believe when we can come together and support each other, that's when the real change happens too. So Monique, thank you for being on my hundredth episode with me. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. I feel so privileged and honored just to be on episode number 100. Cause I'm going to remember it now. Cause I was the 100th customer on your show <laughs> there you go and listeners thank you for tuning in week after week all of your support you know i'm on a mission to bring you the best people the best content to make that change in your life so you can go out you can be who you're meant to be you can amplify your voice you can serve the world with your message and you can simply live a life that you love thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again next time on the lisa pizik show You've been listening to The Lisa Pizek Show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizek.com.